Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi there, this is Penny. Thanks for being a part of the Flourish Podcast today. Today I want to talk about, I just pose the question, do we actually pursue God? Sometimes Christians really struggle to hear God's voice in their lives. They feel distant. They don't relate to the concept of intimacy or closeness to God, closeness to God's heart. They want to honor God. They've prayed to receive Jesus as their Savior. There are surely many reasons for this and many challenging obstacles that factor in to our failure to connect to God at times. But one thing I've noticed on a fairly regular basis is an actual lack of pursuit. Many Christians have a connection, albeit distant at times, to God. Often they feel a duty or a responsibility toward God. They want to serve God. They want to be a Christian. Often we were raised by godly parents and we've followed suit and chosen to go to the same church, or some church at least, and to try to honor God with our choices, with our lifestyle. Some of us have prayed to receive Christ as children, and maybe even just followed the natural path that would coincide with that choice. And that's good. But it does not take the place of actually personally pursuing God. I've often heard people say, I don't feel like I hear from God, or I don't feel like my prayers are answered very often. But many times, they're not actually seeking God's presence or his friendship or his instruction in their life. They're not in keeping with what the Bible instructs us when it says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. That's Matthew 6.33 or Lamentations 3.25. The Lord is good to those who hope in him, to the one who seeks him. Seek means to go in search of, to look for, to pursue. Do we even like sometimes comprehend or take time to think what pursuit actually looks like? I mean, maybe just think of it in this way. When a man is pursuing a woman, when he's interested in her, I remember what Keith was like. He knows how to go after her. He he sends her flowers. He knocks on her door on a regular basis. He calls her. He has a way to find out where she is and to put himself in proximity to where she is. He wants to have time with her. And sometimes I feel like we think, that hearing from God or having an answered prayer or being a Christian should just happen, even without our involvement or consistent pursuit. We think it's kind of part and parcel of signing on the dotted line. I mean, I I gave my life to Christ. Now shouldn't it just all kind of fall into place? We just may subtly think it's part of the package that we receive at that point. I just was reading from an author, and I I don't even actually know her name, but she said, life is to be an active pursuit of God. It was not enough that I have found God. I must keep finding him. 
Sometimes I feel like the follow-through or pursuit is not taken as seriously as it needs to be. You know, to know God's will, this is just part of the scenario, to know God's will, we have to look into the written will of God, and that's the Bible, His Word. I feel like many times Christians barely crack the Bible. They barely read it. Sometimes they rely on Sunday sermons or podcasts or other things to like provide their dose of God's ideals or his objectives for living. And not that those things aren't important. They're, they're obviously critical, but it's not enough. When you think about it, the Bible is God's heart for humanity. We can't really legitimately serve God and reject his word. So we have to actually know what it says. And so many Christians don't know a lot about what the Bible says to them, about anything, about their health, about their well-being, about their heart attitudes, about their relationships. Oftentimes they don't know. The Bible corrects our faults. It calls us to a higher standard. It encourages us. It gives us much-needed wisdom and answers. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says that all scripture is God-breathed and it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. It teaches us how to be righteous, how to do right, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So if that's what the Bible's for, how on earth Can we be equipped for good works if we don't have any clue what the Bible says, or at least have a very sketchy idea of what the Bible says? We have to study to show ourselves approved. We have to find out what the Bible says. It's like, say you were studying for a specific career choice or, um, you know, taking an exam to become a nurse officially to, to get your license to become a nurse. You have to really know that material. You have to really understand what it's saying. You can't just have a little bit of knowledge of it in order to pass. You have to really, really get it. And in order for us to be equipped for good works, we have to get what the Bible says. We have to have, excuse me, a, a general depth of understanding of what God is saying to us in his word. We can't just be guessing or we can't just say, oh, well, you know, my pastor said such and such, and I think that's probably in the Bible, and I think I might have an idea how that works out. We have to go after it. We have to pursue. We have to pursue God's word to know how to live. Some of us don't regularly look at or read the Bible. I know people's lives are busy, but how will we ever look like him or know him or know ourselves if we don't look at the book that he gave us to figure it all out with. I guess part of it is, are we a Christian in name or in legitimate lifestyle? Do we really want to do it his way? Or do we just want to maybe escape an eternity in hell? Do we just want to kind of get by? And I'm not trying to be legalistic because I'm not into legalism at all. Reading the Bible is not going to give you a bunch of brownie points or anything like that. It does, however, determine your ability to know him. 
And then from there to trust him and to obey him, to know his ways, to know what he's asking of you in life. So there's just really no way around it. If you are a person that's struggling with feeling like you ever hear from God or that you don't feel like your prayers are answered, if you're not pursuing what God has already given you, his, his word that has clearly proven itself to be honorable and true, then you're missing the mark. And if, I, I would assume, of course, you're not going to hear from God. And you're probably not going to hear your, have your prayers answered. Then beyond that, we have to seek him like we would a friend or someone we love and want to know well. We can't just kind of acknowledge him and acknowledge him in our life in a mental ascent type of way. We have to sit down and pursue him like Keith did when he decided that he, I was the girl for him. It wasn't half-hearted. It was wholehearted. I was just going to kind of close with some verses, and, and these are just a small portion of what the Bible says about these type of things. I'm just going to read a few. Jeremiah 29, 13. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. James 4, 8. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Psalm 119, 2 and 3. Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. Deuteronomy 4, 29 through 31. This is just part of that section of scripture. If you seek the Lord with your heart, your God, you will find him. If you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul, you'll find him. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14, which is a very familiar section of scripture. And I'm going to read not just that one verse that says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. But then it goes on to say this, then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you. So there's more to having a future and a hope than just kind of muddling your way through life and having said a prayer however many years ago. There is the part that says, call on me, come, pray to me, I'll listen to you. Seek me with all your heart. I'll be found by you. Psalm 34, 4 and 5, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. But he sought the Lord. He didn't just acknowledge the Lord. He sought the Lord. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame when we actually look to him. Psalm 145, 18 through 20, the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and he saves them. I mean, these are incredible promises, but they come with a stipulation. They come with the fact that we have to call on him. We have to draw near to him. We have to pursue him. We have to seek him, not half-heartedly. And lastly, Psalm 34:10, the lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Wow. 
Seek the Lord. Pursue the Lord. This is not path passive. This is not apathetic. It's not que sera, sera, whatever will be. I just hope things work out. Uh, hopefully, I mean, I, I'm a Christian, so hopefully it should all work out. It's intentional. It's purposeful. It's inconvenient. We've made a decision that we will seek the Lord. We've made an appointment that we will seek God. We're not just going to say a quick prayer while we're driving down the road. We're going to intentionally take our Bible I like to take my journal because I like to write questions to God and, and, and ask him for an answer. We're going to take time to interface with him, to seek him, to show an interest. We have to spend time talking to him and listening. We have to crack open the Bible, not just occasionally, but regularly. And also not for the purpose of making a check mark on your Bible reading chart but rather to hear what he's speaking about the world we live in, about your situation, about your choices and what you need to do, about how he intends to help you and so much more, maybe about a tragedy in your life. I've, I just have friends that have, are walking through hard, hard, painful things, some tragedies in their life. They need, desperately need his help, his love, his care, his peace. My desire today is to encourage you, not to condemn you in any way. I've had plenty of lax days and seasons of pursuit, my pursuit of God. But ultimately, our pursuit will determine our outcome. So may I encourage you today to do what these verses say and to seek the Lord with all your heart, not passively, to make an appointment with God, not just here and there. One thing we used to do is... There was a prayer room in our church and we would make an appointment and just say, God, I'm going to meet you in that prayer room. I did that often several times a week. Sometimes I'd stay there for hours because I wanted to make an appointment with God. But I find now I'm home and I don't have a lot of interruptions like many people do. So I can just be in my living room, have my coffee, have my Bible, have my journal and just talk to God and spend time and pursue his heart and pursue his voice and pursue his friendship and his love and his fatherhood. So I'm just encouraging you to pursue him. I want you to have your prayers answered. I want you to know that you hear from God. So let me just pray with you. Lord, I just encourage these people, Lord. I pray that you speak to their hearts and draw them close, Lord. And those that have not already been living like this, God, that they would begin to say, I choose to pursue the Lord with my whole heart. I choose to make Him a priority, to make Him the priority, where I stop and I open His Word and I, I ask Him to show me what He wants me to know. And I ask Him to speak to me and to help me in every area of my life. Take them forward, God. Take them up. Take them closer, God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Bless you guys. Love you. Thanks for listening to the Flourish podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.